Because The Jungle Book is just coming out in theaters, the first portion of this review will be spoiler-free, as if you don't know how The Jungle Book goes anyway. (laughs) You're listening to Once, episode 242, The Jungle Book Movie Review. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. But for this episode, we're talking about the movie, The Jungle Book. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. And I'm Jenny. And we saw this movie, The Jungle Book. We got an early press screening for it. And we want to share with you, since this is one of those Disney classic movies that they're now redoing in live action like they've been doing with other movies, and since it's theoretically possible that someday we could see the jungle book characters in once upon a time <laughs> the whole universe possibly connects in some way so we thought you'd be interested in a review of this new fun movie especially since it ties in with all of the other disney fairy tale movies that we've seen so starting off without any spoilers like i said as if you don't know how the jungle book goes but we won't spoil the very very ending of it and the way that it ends, yet, at least. What do you think of the movie, Jenny, overall? I really enjoyed that they used all of the same music. That was actually my first impression when, when the music started and the movie started. It was all the same music that was from the cartoon. I really liked that. And it's an enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable. Yeah, I think for Once Upon a Time fans, it's a great movie. A lot of enjoyment to be had from this. I think just anybody would enjoy it too. Yeah. Anybody who's seen The Jungle Book, it's enjoyable. I loved also that they reused many of the same Jungle Book songs from the Disney 1967 movie, but they didn't use all of them. They used uh, a couple of the iconic ones, like I Want to Be Like You and Bare Necessities. And also the opening music was very similar or the same basic kind of music. And also Trust in Me, cause song. But... I liked seeing this in live action. I thought it was really fun, really neat, really good job on Mm -hmm. the computer-generated imagery. The character animation, at times I was just watching all the finer details and wondering, did they animate that? Or is that someone wearing a costume? Or did they train an animal and then use computer animation to adjust the animal to what they needed it to do? Because it looked so realistic. I kept thinking of the boy who played Mowgli. I kept thinking about, you know, how, you know, it actually looked to film this. Like, was he in a warehouse full of green screen and props and stuff? Like, I just, yeah, there was probably a lot of people in green suits and stuff. (laughs) He did a lot of climbing as well. They say in the credits that it was filmed in downtown Los Angeles. He was the only real person in the film, right? There were some villagers, yeah, but yeah, he was the only person that we ever really focused on. I don't know if those were real people or if it was CGI. I think they were real people. But yeah, all the the characters, uh, the animation looked good. The thing that was a little hard for me to get used to is seeing animals that look real, but that talk. (laughs) Was that an obstacle for you at all? Not really. 
The thing that distracted me, though, about the animals was how do they all talk, speak the same language? Yeah. Like, if I were to approach Mowgli while I was having a conversation with a bear and also an armadillo and a squirrel, would they all sound the same? <laughs> like, would Mowgli be like, rawr? <laughs> like, would it just suddenly change? And how do they understand each other? It, it does seem like some of the animals have language and some of them don't. And it surprised me which animals couldn't talk, at least from the movie, the Disney 1967 movie, all of the animals talked and all of the animals had a part to play and all of the animals had a song and all of the animals interacted verbally and moved the plot along in some way. The elephants didn't talk. That's right. They didn't. Which surprised me. So we didn't get the whole, uh, you know, elephants never forget. (laughs) Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't get that awful song about (laughs) da-da-da-da-da-da-da. The marching song. In a military style. One of the reasons I was really looking forward to reviewing this for our Once Podcast fans is that it has Giancarlo Esposito, who played Sidney Glass and the Magic Mirror and the Genie from Once Upon a Time. He is the voice of Aquila in this, and Aquila is the leader of the Wolf Pack. Oh. And if you are thinking the Disney movie, and you're thinking, wait a minute, Aquila? Aquila had this tiny, 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 tiny little portion in the Disney 1967 cartoon. So that's why that character may not seem as familiar to you, but it has a more prominent, actually a very prominent feature here in this 2016 version of The Jungle Book and nicely voiced by Giancarlo Esposito. So it was great to hear him and and just suddenly I felt like, I know him. (laughs) And it had uh, a great cast of other voices. The one I felt didn't quite fit was Scarlett Johansson as the voice of Ka, the snake. Why is that? It just seemed not quite as hypnotic or as deceptive. Like, it sounded too normal to me. Hmm. I know they did special effects on her voice, and she kind of whispered things in a way that made it a little bit different, but it it just didn't have the playfulness or the... The f- it didn't fit as well because as I thought the rest of the characters. Because it didn't sound like Winnie the Pooh, right? Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a fan of Scarlett Johansson, then you'll probably love that on the soundtrack, she sings the full song, Trust in Me, mm-hmm. which is also from the 1967 Jungle Book movie. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I enjoyed her singing. Good job, Scarlett Johansson. Before we move on to discussing our favorite moments and get into other spoilers and such, I want to thank some people who made this episode of the podcast possible. Lisa Slack and David Newland are kind heroes for the podcast, supporting it episode after episode. Thank you. Thank you very much. When you become a hero to the podcast, you get access to cool stuff, like you get early access to the spoilers, an unedited version of the podcast so you can see and hear all of our mistakes in the after show that sometimes happens. But what's also really fun is you get those bloopers. And I've seen many people step up with their support for one's podcast because they want those fun bloopers. So if you'd like to become a hero to the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. What was your favorite moment from The Jungle Book? I loved it when Mowgli helped the baby elephant out of the pit. Mm. 
That was my favorite. Because then he walks back and he's like, hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it so much. And it was was a really beautiful moment, too, because throughout the movie, Mowgli is not really allowed to be himself. And it was Blue that allowed him to be himself for the first time. And he was totally being himself when he helped the elephant out of the pit. So it was just really cool watching him do that. Using his strengths. A big theme in this movie is pursue what you're good at, not try and fit in with everyone else. Be yourself. Yeah, be yourself. uh, Follow your strengths. You are enough. Yeah. You're good, just as you are. I thought that was really encouraging. Nice, uplifting message. Yeah. And a great message for, especially for kids who might be interested in this movie, who are thinking, I want to fit in. I want to be just like these other people and, and I want to walk like them and talk like them nah, too. You're not a monkey. You're not a wolf. You're a man cub. Be the best man cub you can be. Now, Jenny, do you think Once Upon a Time fans would like this version of the Jungle Book? I would think so. I mean, we haven't seen any Jungle Book characters in Once Upon a Time yet. But yeah, I do think so. Yeah, I think we might see maybe a reference, kind of like there's Pongo, the Dalmatian oh. in Once Upon a Time. But we do now have Cruella de Vil, so that's a lot more of a connection yeah. to 101 Dalmatians. Maybe at some point in Once Upon a Time, we'll have a Baloo mentioned, or a Mowgli, or a Shere Khan. Although we have seen the uh, plush dolls of perhaps some of those characters Ah. around in different episodes of Once Upon a Time. So if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, then you should probably stop listening now. But if you don't mind being spoiled or you have seen the movie, then continue listening because now we have no problem spoiling the rest of the movie and we'll talk about plot points and certain things we liked or didn't like that may give away certain surprises. But we'd love to hear your comments on this when you get a chance to watch the movie too go to oncepodcast.com slash 242 to leave your comments there as well as share this episode out with your friends like if someone else is talking about the jungle book then tell them hey a podcast i listened to just did a review of it check it out share this episode with them by going to oncepodcast.com slash 242 now let's get into the spoilers well i shared my favorite moment so how will you share yours my favorite moment was Christopher Walken as King Louis. Oh. <laughs> he was perfect for the part. You think? I think so. <laughs> and and the way that they the way they made King Louis look looked kind of like Christopher Walken. I agree. Especially the face. Yeah. Maybe not the saggy man boobs. <laughs> I wouldn't know though. <laughs> well, he he plays the part really well. His accent just is perfect <laughs> for it. And and the way that he says certain words just is perfect. Now, I don't know all that much about Christopher Walken's acting career, but it seemed like there were several nods to things that Christopher Walken is known for, like papaya. And the way Christopher Walken says papaya is just like it's a piece of art, the way that he says it, the way, he, <laughs> oh. the way that he pronounces his P's and Bye-bye. says papa and that kind of thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a reference to something else. I feel like that was a reference to something oh. else that he's known for. But what definitely was a reference in this. Guess what? 
I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. <laughs> I love that. Yes, there was a cowbell. Yeah, and that was kind of his introduction. Like, it was, it came right before we met King Louie. Yeah, you see Mowgli pick up this little cowbell and tip it back and forth and look inside and try and figure out what it is. Yeah, there's huge piles of treasures all over that place. And that was on top of the first pile that Mowgli saw. I didn't know going into this movie that Christopher Walken was in it, let alone King Louis. So to see the cowbell and then hear Christopher Walken's voice, then I realized, oh, oh. that is that's beautiful, wonderful. Just the way he sings, too. He sings the song, uh, I Want to Be Like You. That's one of only two songs that are in the movie part. The, the Trust in Me song with Scarlett Johansson is in the end credits. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And so there's probably a lot of other pop culture references Mm. with him (laughs) but that was i think my favorite moment from the jungle book Mm. as it is the 1967 disney movie the jungle book is based on a series of stories and this follows the same idea of the series of stories and the movie version not necessarily following the books or the stories as far as i know because i haven't been able to read all of them But this does line up a lot with the Disney movie. So, Jenny, what do you think about the way that they chose to tell this whole story as it connects to the original Disney version? I think they added a lot. There was the Peace Rock, and Shere Khan decided he would rule because he had to have his way. Whereas in the Disney version, he didn't really do that. He just kind of prowled. And they certainly ended it differently, but I prefer this ending. Yeah. I think that this is a more realistic version. You think so? <laughs> Even though it's talking animals and a kid <laughs> so raised by realistic. wolves. <laughs> but that aside, I felt like the concepts, the reasons for things were more believable. Mm. And this movie wasn't designed to be a kid's movie like the 1967 animated movie was. This was designed, I think, to be a whole family movie. Oh, I so, see. It's a bit deeper, a bit yes. uh, more developed, more mature. And I'm not saying, it's like, got, don't take your kids. but It's got a lot more layers. Yes. I like it. that because the cartoon's a little flat. Right. Literally, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, this one's got more dimension. I like it. Yeah, so it's a much more engaging story. And it's neat to see how they take something from the beginning that was a shortcoming of Mowgli And used it again in the end. And you said that was one of your favorite things is how they ended it. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was it about the ending that you liked so much? I like that the animals all accepted Mowgli and and he he defeated Shere Khan, but they didn't make him go to the man village. Like they just accepted him and he even became the wolf trainer. He wasn't accepted as a wolf, but he was accepted as a wolf trainer because they liked how creative he was because he had a lot of quote-unquote tricks yeah that's what they called his skills you know he would make rope and <laughs> animals don't make rope and, and pulleys yeah. and buckets, buckets. and you know, tools basically yeah. the kind of stuff Man that tricks. most animals don't make tools now some animals do make tools or use things as tools mm-hmm. but the way that at the beginning of the movie it's seen as a weakness yeah they said don't do that yeah that has no place in the jungle. Wolves and, don't do tricks like yeah, that. Yeah. 
And then at the end, he uses that as a strength. Well, mm-hmm. he already uses it as a strength when he saves the elephant, like yeah. you mentioned. And then that's kind of starting the acceptance. But then near the end, it's embrace your tricks, mm-hmm. you know, embrace your creativity, your ingenuity, these things that you know to do that don't fit in with anything else. And that's how he ultimately defeats Shere Khan mm-hmm. is uses a weakness, a dead tree and yeah. his tricks oh, yeah. to trick Shere Khan. Speaking of defeating Shere Khan, I thought it was hilarious when Shere Khan falls into the fire, there's this big explosion. So I was like, exploding tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that tiger just drank a whole lot of gasoline yeah. before chasing and him. And bathed in gasoline. <laughs> yep. Yeah. But in, in usual Disney form, you don't really see the actual death. Yeah. You just see him. There's fire and it's like, poof. I guess he died. Speaking of the fire, Baloo gave this little speech. Well, many people were talking about man and fire and how the red flower or mm-hmm. fire destroys everything and gets out of control and everything all of this. It touches. And I really wanted to hear Baloo say something to Mowgli like, only you can prevent jungle fires. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funny. What did you think about the elephants and how they were treated as sort of a deity? That was a bit odd, maybe more culturally correct. If mm. It's hard to really place where this is supposed to happen, perhaps like a Africa sort of thing, mm. and elephants are highly respected. Yeah, it was a little bit strange that they were kind of making the elephants, yeah, almost to be like gods in that they were the ones who created the jungle and created, it seemed like they were even saying they created the animals. Yeah, yeah, but uh, something that Bagheera said was the elephants made the jungle, but they did not make you, so that is why you must go. So that kind of isolated. That would have made me feel isolated. Yeah. Made it, uh, isolated Mowgli into a separate category. Like We all belong in the jungle, but you don't because you weren't made by an elephant. Sounds ridiculous now saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the elephants had talked, and especially if they had sung, they probably wouldn't have appeared as majestic. Yes, true. Yeah, by being silent, they maintain some of that mystery. Yeah. yeah. And they, by being silent, they even in some ways demand some of the respect mm-hmm. that the animals give them. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the elephants at, at the end who put out the forest fire. Yeah. Bill Murray as Baloo was great. A great, very friendly sounding mm-hmm. voice, very fun voice. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> like what you think of as Baloo and the way that they interacted Baloo with Mowgli was a lot of fun. <laughs> These and... are the bees that don't sting. <laughs> yeah. Well, it must have been the females only then. High full of female bees. <laughs> yeah. And I thought from the trailer, I thought there would be no singing whatsoever in this movie. And maybe only that uh, Bare necessity song hummed. Oh. But they did actually sing some of the Bare necessity song yeah. as well as the I Want to Be Like You and the trust in me in Bal- the credits. Baloo definitely took advantage of Mowgli. Yeah. Totally. But it was funny. Yeah. Uh, very enjoyable. <laughs> and to see Baloo was the one who really encouraged Mowgli. Yeah, embrace your little gadgets and stuff. That's the only your way tricks. I'm going to get my honey. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything that you were disappointed in during the movie? Anything disappoint you? I wouldn't necessarily call this a disappointment. But it's something that was kind of iconic to the original Disney movie. Oh, yeah. The vultures. They didn't oh, yeah. have the vultures 
which was a nod to the Beatles back then. I thought they did. I thought the vultures were the ones that warned everyone when Cher Khan was coming. Well, like they didn't have Mowgli interacting with the vultures. Oh, but like he did. did in the animated version. They did have the vultures. I actually. I that's my least favorite part of the Disney. Movie. Yeah, I didn't like the vultures. Mine too. I, I think what they could have done, and the, it's released, so they're not going to change anything. But what they could have done is kind of updated it. Since the vultures back then were a nod to the Beatles, they could have made a vulture or some vultures today a nod to some current band. But yeah. then again, by not doing so, they made this timeless, mm-hmm. and so that's respectable. Yeah, I like that. Did you have some disappointments? I did. I thought King Louie was way too big. I didn't like that. I mean, yeah, it looked awesome in the trailer, but when you actually saw when I saw the movie and saw how big King Louie was, I was I was disappointed. Because hmm. he was just too big. He was too big. I like that. I thought it made it more magical and more uh I didn't off. want magic. I wanted <laughs> realistic. Cause the rest of me was Nice and realistic with the talking animals and such. Yeah, (laughs) which I did eventually get used to, but it did take me a while because I just felt like they shouldn't be talking, (laughs) not not looking so natural at it, too, because Um, the animation was just so good. Yeah. The end credits were so much fun to watch. Yeah. And then there's that Trust in Me song that Scarlett Johansson performed after it. Oh, I just I love that. No, that. They paid close attention. Now, the in credits, you're talking about like the book opening pages. Yeah, Yeah, like pop out. Yeah, it made it seem... (laughs) It was funny. To me, it kind of communicated that um, books contain adventures and Mm -hmm. stories, and there's a whole world ready to be explored in books. (laughs) I didn't get that. I was just like, oh, pop-up book. (laughs) I wish my pop-up books looked like that. That that was very creative how they did (laughs) that. They even had one page that had giant mice. Well, the mice didn't look giant. It just looked like a zoomed-in picture of the mice. But they all scattered once the page opened. And then they came back and they were huge. They were bigger than all the animals on the other pages. So funny. The mice were a lot of fun just because they would <laughs> they would say something obvious and run. And, yeah. And they would. They rain, would rain, yeah. Rain, one rain, word. Rain. One word. Yeah. Kind of like the seagulls and Nemo. Yeah. Now, speaking of the book, that was something totally uh, paying homage to the original 1967. Yeah. With the blue Jungle Book cloth movie. under it. Yeah. And the book closing. That's the way the original 1967 movie. And I know it's not the original Jungle Book movie. I know there was a movie adaptation of the Jungle Book before then, but we're talking about it in the Disney sense. Mm-hmm. And it opens with the book, looking at the book, the Jungle Book, and it <laughs> opens and you see the pages and it zooms into the story mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And then it closes that way too. Disney did that a lot with uh, different movies. And they end this in the same way. Mm-hmm. They didn't open it with that, which I'm glad because I think by ending with it, it was more respectful, like nodding in respect to the original 1967. Yeah. Yeah, it was things like that. They were just, they were very thorough in keeping things the same, like just a few things. So at this point, we have a couple of these classic Disney movies made into new Disney movies, and there are more to come. So uh, let's see, we've got Cinderella. Oh, that was my favorite. Okay, you just answered my question. Love that one. (laughs) And we've got The Jungle Book. Uh, We also have The Beauty and the Beast coming out in, I believe, 2017. That'll be fun. 
And we've had other versions of Snow White and such come out in past years. I think for the whole family, I think the Jungle Book is probably the the most whole family fun. Mm. Like that, I would guess it would appeal to everyone in the family. Whereas Cinderella, I kind of feel like might appeal more to the girls and Beauty and the Beast. Well, we'll see how they do that one Mm. in the future. And Disney is doing a lot of these, redoing the classic movies in modern ways. It's really fun. It is because it makes it much more magical, I think, to see it as live action and much more believable Mm -hmm. and a lot more enjoyable and even relatable too. I think they know people would love to see their favorite stories in a new way. I think that's what they're doing and why they're doing this. And for many of the viewers, they grew up watching these Disney movies. Mm -hmm. And so now they're getting to see the Disney movies revisited and retold in an amazing new way. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's extra magical to our generation and older who grew up on those hand-drawn animated ones. (laughs) So what did you think of the movie? If you got the chance to watch it, please comment on the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 242. Now you might be listening to this podcast years later, and maybe you just now watched it on DVD or Blu-ray or digital download or something else. We'd still love to hear from you what you thought of the movie, no matter how much later it is after we publish this, that you actually get to listen and watch the movie. So please comment on the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 242 and share this episode out. Click the Twitter button, Facebook button, Pinterest, Reddit, all of that stuff and share it out. And that's the best way you can help our podcast grow is by sharing the podcast with others and getting other people to subscribe and listen too. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast. And I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. And I'm Jenny. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook. If you're listening to this before the next episode of Once Upon a Time, our schedule will be a little bit different, but we'll still have some discussions. And we look forward to sharing that with you at oncepodcast.com. And until next time, remember, the strength of the pack is the wolf and the strength of the wolf is the pack. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for making this episode of the podcast possible. If you'd like to be one of them, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.